time to get cozy and watch a Christmas movie. Cuddle up with a cutie and watch a Christmas movie. It's a podcast in a queer tree. Welcome back, everyone, to a podcast in a queer tree, a podcast where we find excuses to watch trash movies with our friends and then talk about them for an audience. My name's Nicole. And I'm Scott. And if things and today... sound a little... <laughs> what? <laughs> Have we blown it already? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say that if things sound different in this episode... It's because partially for the first time we have a guest, so our, our tech setup is different. And partly because it's our first snowfall of the season. We are, we're recording these way in advance. Yeah. And I'm not actually in the same room as Nicole this time for the, for the first time. So. For the first time ever. Do you miss me, Scott? Does it feel weird? I do. It's been, well, I mean, you were just here this morning, but you were here to see me. This morning, so I could visit your wife and baby. Here to see my baby. (laughs) Um, Yes, so we have a special guest today. Hello. Jacqueline. Hi. Dr. Cutie Pie. Thank you. Um, I'm Jacqueline. One of my aliases is Dr. Cutie Pie. Um, I'm a longtime fan of this podcast that I recently discovered existed. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, you know, uh, unfortunately living in Ontario at the moment, but um, have maintained a long distance um, trash movie watching relationship with Nicole. Uh, watching the entire Twilight franchise with her was sort of my gateway drug into, um, you know, the big fan of absolute hot flaming garbage that I am now um and I'm honored to be the first guest on this podcast you're very gracious to do it uh considering (laughs) uh, considering that you you there there was basically no sample of anything for you to listen to you have no idea what (laughs) we didn't really tell you what to do (laughs) (laughs) we're figuring it out we're figuring it out together we we appreciate you figuring it out with us um so yeah uh so we made you watch jingle bell bride uh you gave me the opportunity to watch jingle bell bride (laughs) which was truly a tight 90 minutes of holiday cheer wow what a time that was truly (laughs) do you do you usually give like a synopsis of yes i mean every movie is the same but like you know (laughs) she she already has a better sense of what we should do next than yeah. you or I typically <laughs> do. like driving this podcast. No, it's good. Oh, Jacqueline's God. like, okay, so what the fuck are we doing here, guys? Oh, thank God we have a producer now. Um, Dr. Cutie Pie here keeping us on track. Oh, thank God. So this synopsis, so Jingle Bell Bride is a Hallmark movie. Hot damn. So premiered 2020, hot new release. This is, this is like a blockbuster. There's like a lineup out the door for when the first Harry Potter is released on VHS. Jingle Bell Bride. Wedding planner Jessica Perez travels to a remote town in Alaska to find a rare flower for a celebrity client and is charmed by the small town during Christmas as well as the handsome local helping her. Oh, yes. The handsome local? The yep. handsome local. Handsome local. It's very not specific. It's very not specific. What is his name? I didn't write down his name. Oh, okay. oh what is his name? Did I? 
Oh God. Um, his name in real life is Ronnie, but his name is Matt. Matt. I think. Oh yeah, I think it is Matt. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, what is it with Alaskan small towns? By the way, this is the second one we've only recorded. Like, this is like our eighth <laughs> recording. <laughs> And it's the second time someone's gone to an Alaskan small town. At least the second well, time. Well, I, I think the trend is that North Bay, Ontario looks a lot like Alaska. So they can easily Is that where they disguise. shot this one? Did you check? I no, did I, check. I, I also checked to yep. stamp my bingo card. And it was filmed in Vancouver, I think. Yeah, it was a BC nice. film. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, let's do our bingo cards. Jacqueline, did you get a bingo? No, I did not. I almost did. I was just missing um, starts a new business. But I feel like if there was an epilogue to this film, it would be them starting a small business together where he like, like builds a sort of like jingle bell flower pipeline into like her custom weddings. Yes. So yes, I feel like that's implied. Yeah, I thought it was strongly implied. Yeah. I mean, maybe we'll get Jingle Bell Baby next year. Oh my god, I hope. <laughs> you jingle uh, furious. Jingle Bell Bride to Revenge of the Jingle Bell Flower. I love that ordinarily there's, not ordinarily, sometimes there's like a double entendre to some of these titles. I never dreamed when I heard this title, that it would have anything to do with a flower called the Jingle Bell. Yeah. I was like, oh, it'll be about choirs or just generic Christmas stuff. No, it's actually really critical. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of weird that the title is presumably about like the minor character who is the wedding planning client and not the actual main character love interest. Yeah, He's yeah, the subject there. of the movie is not the bride at all. Yeah. Who yeah, is she delightful. Up, like, she's great, but she only shows up for like five she's in a couple scenes. Like, total mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's like the high maintenance client. Uh, I guess we should back up a little bit. We, you said Julie's a wedding planner. Um, Jessica. She, Jessica. Oh, sorry. Jessica, yes. Her, Jessica. The actor's name is Julie. Um, yep. So she's a she's a wedding planner. It seems like she's a wedding planner to the stars or just to really wealthy people. Like it's a very it seems like it's a really high stakes business that she's. And, well, and they're opening up a London office, and she's vying to be in charge of the London office. Right. So, so they're, they're a big deal. Yeah. If big promotion was on your bingo card, that would be one of them. Um, oh yeah. So we were going to do bingo cards. Did any of us get a line? I did not. I didn't. I would have had a line if I had got another woman wants that dick, Mm. which I did not clock. Mm -hmm. Um, there's also an entry on my bingo card that I can't read (laughs) that would have gotten me a line home. Oh, hometown, hometown. Has to return to her hometown. She didn't return to her hometown. Yeah, I, I didn't get that. He one returned to his hometown, but I didn't. I didn't count that. Yeah, I guess he did, didn't. And he? it's also revealed. It's revealed partway through that she is also from a festive small town. So, oh, in she? some ways, she too is returning to her hometown. That's right. In her heart, yes, mm. like emotionally. Mm-hmm. 
we're really not very yeah. strict about these bingo cards. So if you feel like you deserve a square, you go right ahead and take it. Bingo. You know, life's hard right now. I once, I once counted reindeer as a horse. I was like, I'm giving myself yeah. that. <laughs> I think that's Scott, perfectly fine. That? Thank you so much. Scott, did you get a line? No, no. I, um, I'll, I'll highlight some of the ones I did check off though. Um, tight 90, of course. Um, I put that it passes the Bechdel test. I don't remember why I put that, but it probably it a conversation between her and her sister. Mm -hmm. Right, yes, probably. Because they've got like a really good relationship. I think that's a big reason why she doesn't just chuck it and move to Alaska. Like she, she wants to be around her sister and her niece. Um, I had big deadline approaching, of course. Everything is due at Christmas in these movies. Um, okay, <clears throat> so should we get into this movie? Yeah. Well, we already did a little bit. She, she's a high-end wedding planner. She's dealing with this client. Um, my first note is just, in quotations, home of the jingle bell flower. <clears throat> so this flower is so popular and so presumably like globally in demand that the Tapisa Alaska town sign says home of the jingle bell flower and it or maybe it says the home of the jingle bell flower festival which is literally just a festival in the town about this one flower yep which apparently is only grown by one greenhouse yes. in Alaska. In Alaska, yeah. do they explain why? No, not that they I also recall. Didn't explain why a town of 112 people supports an annual four-day festival <laughs> to celebrate this flower? It seems like Matt and his family have really done a very effective job of marketing this flower. Also, while she's still in the office, so when the, the like, low-key villain, Rebecca, who's trying to snipe the promotion from her, comes in. Oh my in, god, Rebecca. Um, she offers Jessica this mug of candy canes in a very suspicious way. Like, I really thought the candy canes were going to be poisoned or spiked in some way, and that was going to be a plot, but then it just never <laughs> came up again. What I, was that about? I could talk all night about Rebecca and that actor, <laughs> and the choices she makes in every scene that she is in she's only in like maybe three four scenes right but every time it's like it's like she's uh you know a disney animated villain offering <laughs> the poison apple to somebody she's insane it's like the the tone is just so bizarre anyway um i got a big note about her uh, uh, it is very She's very like um, exaggerated yeah, it's, as a character. Who's it's like such a she's weird supposed choice. to be the backstabbing coworker? Like she's all but rubbing her hands together in every scene, going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's bizarre. <laughs> I was just thinking about like the, like the ham handedness of, um, like within the first five or so minutes, setting up like the the battle between like the job where everybody expects her to get this promotion and she's working her ass off constantly. And then 
her niece, I guess, who is just like, the character might as well be named Guilt because like that's the function <laughs> that she plays. And they're just kind of like, but like Tia, Jessica, why won't you come over for Christmas? Jessica, don't you want this promotion? And like, that's the central like, um, you know, character dilemma, just right there, pounded into you. And such a weird dilemma. Like who would actually accept this choice? Like you gotta go, like what bride would even want that? Was she getting married on Christmas day? Was that the thing? Yeah, yeah. she was having a Christmas wedding. What an asshole. <laughs> what kind of an asshole do you have to be? Like highly famous pop star, I guess. Yeah. Um, she just seemed kind of oblivious. She was just like yeah, exactly. excited about flowers. Yeah. 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 She, she's like, I can afford this. Like, what's the problem? Yeah. So that, that's kind of the big crisis that uh, Jessica has to fly to nowhere Alaska to find these flowers for the wedding yep. she figures it'll only take a day or two. Oh man wouldn't it have been awesome Nicole if Ashley Williams had been the pilot on her flight up there <laughs> if, the, if they had bothered to uh, Ashley Williams star of uh, Northern Lights Christmas oh. where whatever her name is inherits a reindeer farm in Alaska and is a badass lady pilot yeah, she's oh, a pilot she wants God. to start her own tour business i love the farms i love when they inherit a farm or go visit a farm or they fall in love with a farmer oh it's so good um so she arrives in tapisa alaska tapisa. and i wrote down my first note uh when she arrives is that there is a lot of there are a lot of truck shots in this movie like my my blatant product placement bingo uh, catch was for Dodge trucks because <laughs> every shot of Matt or anyone else's truck is always, I think every time is a Dodge and it's like dirty and snow covered and like rugged terrain, tough trucks. Like it, was, it looked sort of like a truck commercial, but in a movie. Um, I love a truck, so I didn't complain. Also, <laughs> there is a Jingle Bell princess crowned. Of course there is. Yes. <laughs> of course there is. There's a seasonal festival with a princess. Also, eerily similar to Harvest Moon, which had the pumpkin princess or the harvest princess. It was the pumpkin princess. Yes, yes. Yes, Jingle Bell princess. Unbelievable. I and love does Jessica that win that? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, spoiler, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's a random draw. Like, yeah. everyone who's, presumably every woman or girl who's attending the festival gets their name randomly entered in a draw, and then it's selected at the festival. It's actually not a bad way to do it. If you must but do then, it at all, I guess. But then she, they make her go through this, like, really intense kind of cult-like, um, like, swearing in ceremony where she has to vow to keep Christmas in her heart and like uphold the values and principles of uh the princess role did you wonder if you were watching like the winter version of Midsummer? yeah and I was like okay well <laughs> it was just successful. gonna take a real dark One turn suddenly way, probably <laughs> like, that's what the flowers are like they have to grow in the the uh the cadavers of the last yeah. princess or something that's how the soil is nurtured oh. that's why it's so rare now fuck. Okay. 
And that's why the bride wanted them so bad. She found out. She's like, I want those dead people flowers. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. You guys really took Mm -hmm. this to a dark place very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was really, I don't know. I was like unnerved by that, like that scene where she has to swear to keep Christmas in her heart. It's a lot. Jessica is, you might, you might have to remind me, I didn't write this down, but she ends up stranded there, right? She what? like gets in, gets to the greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Also the jingle bell flower, this might not mean anything to either of you, but the jingle bell flower for all its like special rarity looks a lot like a fuchsia, which is an extremely common annual greenhouse flower that you can buy anywhere in the summer months um mm-hmm. scott loves blaming props departments for things so maybe i do maybe that's a problem yeah. <laughs> um so she gets there and she's like i'm here let's pack up all these jingle bell flowers surprise matt i need enough for you know 17 boutonnieres or whatever the fuck and then she's why is she stranded there because there's a snow because of the plane yeah the, the the plane needs to be fixed yeah. she keeps talking she keeps running into that guy he's like uh, uh, parts are coming in right um i also took some notes about uh the scene where she arrives in the airport and like then matt is there to pick her up mm-hmm. yeah. uh, which is very interesting because um so so Jessica, this main character, is like, it's not specified, but like she's speaking Spanish with her family. She's like, has some sort of like Latinx background. And then Matt is a black guy and he comes in and like they have this exchange where she goes, oh, I was expecting someone uh, uh, and stutters. And he looks at her and I really thought he was going to say what, somebody white. Um, and then it turns out that she says somebody holding a sign that says my name on it and it was just like like clearly Hallmark has gone like deliberately made an effort to have a very diverse cast have like a racially diverse cast for this film and yet does not address race at all like it's never mentioned it's just well that was that was them being cute about it yeah in, in that line I'm glad you brought up that moment, Jacqueline, because I I didn't write it down, but I remember watching it and being like, wait, was this like a cutesy circling around the topic of of like race in this weird airport scene? And then they just like completely brushed over it. Gone with the wind. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Yeah. But then it, it kind of leads to, to some interesting dynamics, like as the movie progresses and like um, like the older sort of like black matriarch of the family is in this like caretaking, like the whole family is in this caretaking role to this like hapless, like city girl who's just there and just like, now she's literally the princess and like needs people to take care of her while she's stranded there. It's ridiculous. The, <laughs> the way they contrive ways to basically make her indebted to Matt because yeah. it's a small town and he basically has all the jobs that she needs to interact with. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody's there. Well, I guess he's there to meet her at the airport. Mm-hmm. There's nobody's apparently figured out a place for her to stay. No, <laughs> she, as far as I know, she, no one arranged for transportation with her. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
they've really thrown her to the wolves to, and and yet this is supposedly such an important job like yeah. it's weird she didn't even bring a phone charger yeah yeah like, <laughs> what's that about <laughs> well i mean i think that it's worth remembering that she thought she was going to be on a flight out like four hours later yeah which you know that's on her you almost wonder why that's, she had to go get them nice. in person at all except i guess that it was mm. one of those control freaky things where you have yeah. to go and hand inspect them yourself or i don't know but if if this well, is such I a big business for matt surely he's used to shipping them all around the world for stuff like this i don't know if it is a big business though is it because um, she has I, to i don't think it is outside the to town sell her a I, I yeah. think he he just grows that crop for every year's festival and is like Haha, we got away with it again right like this entire town seems exclusively supported on christmas industry like it's yeah. that and the christmas tree lot yeah and what like craft tables at the christmas fair <laughs> handmade barbie is there, clothes <laughs> is there any other industry <laughs> the parka store i guess the parka store yeah the yeah. gen but the general store yes things made out of logs and driftwood yeah mm -hmm. yeah okay speaking of logs there is a scene so she's like stranded in this town and matt is like or matt's is it matt's aunt yeah yes who he lives with i didn't write down the aunt's name but it's his aunt she's like you can stay with us matt brings in an armful of four logs and he's like that should do you for the night i don't know if either of you have ever stayed somewhere in the winter with a wood stove and had to like stoke the fire four logs will not last you the night four yeah. logs will last you like a couple of hours he wasn't adding to an existing pile of like 20 logs or anything or ridiculous the only logs visible in that scene as far as i remember are the four logs that he's holding nice maybe they maybe they didn't want her to be comfortable <laughs> did, did you guys find that this small town was basically another stars hollow it's like always just, stars hollow just full of wacky little characters and I mean that. Mm. I think that kind of explains the race thing too, because there it's the Stars Hollow model of just everyone ignoring anything like that. Like there's there's no different political parties in Stars Hollow. There's no different races. There's no different anything. It's just everyone's a quirky person who does something. Yeah, it's true. It's very much a I don't see color approach. Yeah. yeah. There's a bouquet of blessings. Oh yes. There's, so there every is. there's a, a bouquet of the jingle bell flower, yes. Yep. Made for every single person in the town. So 112. Matt is and just laughing bouquet, all the way to the bank with this shit. Yep. <laughs> that's where the whole crop goes. That's it. And so each member of the town writes a Christmas wish, I believe, on the tag attached to the bouquet. Oh, that's and right. And then I don't know what happens to the bouquet after that. It's put in a festive display. Yeah. So I think yeah. that reveal occurs at the same 
event like that evening as Jessica being crowned Jingle Bell Princess. Mm-hmm. And then there is a dance. And this is where the, the banjo, yes. I wrote down banjo plus Christmas songs is a perfect merging <laughs> of my interests, personally. <laughs> um, but this is where the band is on stage playing Christmas songs. Um, I have a note about apparently there is a, a moment where they were like, how are we going to decorate the hall on time? And so she helps and, you know, it's more oh, God. relationship building with, with them. Um, yeah. Jacqueline, also- were you relieved when she stepped into health? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, God, someone here. After just mooching off these people. A professional event planner. Yes, that's right. Um, there's also something oh, about her in getting... The, in the decorating. Yeah. Um, there, I, there's some kind of moment about her finding a secret ingredient for some recipe, and that also gets her in with the family. I forget what the recipe was for. Wasn't that also in Harvest Moon? They made like a oh, pumpkin? probably. Yeah, it was, it was grandma's pumpkin cream. It was magical, uh, magical face cream that would only work with pumpkins from her farm because of a magical mineral in the soil that no yeah. one ever explains. It's, well, it's, it's also lead. the sacrifice of the pumpkin princesses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jacqueline, what were you going to say about the decorating? Oh, just uh, I wrote down some notes in, in the sort of like decor montage. Um, there's a scene where she teaches Matt's sister how to fold napkins in a fun way. Um, and that scene with them, honestly, there was more chemistry than there was between Jessica and Matt in the entire movie. Like, yes. it's honestly been a long time since I've seen one of these movies where the pair had this little chemistry. Like, they were like cardboard cutouts in the scenes together. I literally wrote down, my next note is literally, these people have bad chemistry. I cannot believe it was like watching mashed potatoes cool on the counter. Whoa. It was so bad. That's vivid. I like that. Oh my uh, Scott, I feel like you have a you're you're a dissenting voice in this debate. Um I think I like them together more than you guys did, certainly. Um but <laughs> okay. yeah, I actually I, I have a note here uh chemistry check warm but not hot kind of tepid but i did feel that they were the chemistry for me at least was better than a lot of the couples we've seen so far doing this podcast um so i believe shortly after that my notes are real bad i think i was probably stoned when i made these notes um (laughs) where matt is like i have something to show you and he takes her in his truck they lay in their in his truck bed outside of town and they look at the northern lights together mm. which yeah. i have to say is maybe the most romantic thing i can imagine yeah that was i i think i wrote verbatim the northern lights thing is the only good part of this movie so far like it was genuinely good you know i love was, that yeah love it it was a very nice moment mm-hmm. yeah apparently you can't do one of these movies in Alaska without having the Northern Lights involved, mm-hmm. yeah. which is fair. Yeah, they're very important. Yeah. Um, but then he uh, 
follows up that high point by dipping to a low, which is taking her to do trust fall snow angels. Oh my god. Where I, I have a note like it's just snow angels, you maniacs. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they're it's it's relax moment. They're doing it together. They're falling in love by falling into the snow. Yeah. It's Christmas. This is what this is what it's like to fall in love at Christmas. Oh, and then they get hot chocolate. I also right. have a note, like this movie felt really long to me. And I think part of that was because it seemed like they were hitting like every trope. Like mm. they decorate the tree, they go Christmas shopping, they fucking get hot chocolate, they do the northern lights, they do the snow angels, they like they build snowmen, like there's everything. It just oh aren't they tired of Christmas? <laughs> exhausting (laughs) they've got to give matt plenty of opportunities to encourage her to throw her career away and pursue her dreams instead um okay i wrote down these jingle bell flower pendants are weird and cute i stand by that oh it's what people are wearing at the jingle bell festival Mm -hmm. um and then the bouquet of blessings occurs i was wrong the bouquet of blessings occurs now Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there was a very cute moment at the dance. I believe we see the banjo band again when he asks her to dance at this like barn Christmas dance, and she says yes, and his face is so excited. Aww. He's like so excited. Is it was actually a very sweet moment. Um, I think in that same scene, everyone's got to be part of a couple. Yeah. yeah everyone gets paired yeah, off for christmas paired off for christmas coming soon from hallmark <laughs> it also raises some questions about which is a whole other podcast about dating in a town of 112 people mm. yep fly in town the genetic diversity what's tinder like there i want to know what's grinder like tell me that a better question yeah. <laughs> a lot of overlap no doubt um so in this scene i believe in the dance scene the mayor whose name i didn't write down and the pilot whose name i also didn't write down um stand under the mistletoe and i think they've they've been like exchanging some looks there's been some like flirty moments they stand under the mistletoe and don't even kiss they do not kiss yeah they just hang out like there's there's like a maximum kiss count in Hallmark movies and they couldn't afford to spend one of those kiss credits on the mayor and the pilot. Right. Austerity budget year. It just wasn't in the cards. The Hallmark business. That's also why the like prop budget was so minimal that that, so the scene where they like put all the (laughs) blessing bouquets up in this display and then there's this shot of her face and she's like it's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen and then you look and it's like a couple of shitty tree-shaped ikea shelves with all of these plants on it and yeah. <laughs> what's happening here and there's like li- there's literally like 12 of them yes. like it's like everyone in town and there's like half a dozen on one rickety ikea shelf and mm. half a dozen on the other one yeah, <laughs> yeah they really mm. went all out I wrote down so many heterosexuals find romance in this movie. Yeah, yeah. We were we were really cheering for um, 
the like the bride at the end like for the reveal to be a woman at the altar because mm. they don't show the the fiance up until the very last moment so we were like wife 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 it was not a wife <sighs> just uh, fuck. Mm-hmm. so jessica actually gets fired because of like the reasons don't even make sense frankly she she, Does she get fired she she gets offered the london job and she turns it down but she gets fired before that because she hasn't remember she gets stabbed in the back one last time by that crazy bitch i forget what her name is rebecca yeah rebecca rebecca is amazing i wish they would make a whole side movie just out of her like this movie again but from her perspective and like she's got a supportive evil friend who's just like oh i know you could get the job in london if only you would do this okay i wrote down at the beginning when she's like needling jessica in the office and uh she's like implying that she's having a rough time and she goes seems like you're in a pickle a fix a jam but like oh delivered in the most passive aggressive icy tone a pickle a fix a she jam. is amazing oh so good what is her deal so anyway yeah jessica gets fired and the town basically organizes a special flight back for her so she can bring the flowers anyway. Mm-hmm. And so she can show up at the office again and be like, well, I did my bit. Should have had faith in me. And, and then she gets the promotion after all, I believe yeah. is, is how right. it goes. But when, really... she, when she got fired, I did at first think, holy shit, are they doing something different? But no. They weren't. I should have known better. Um, there is that moment when she shows up with the flowers that Renee who is the pop star whose wedding she's planning has this moment of being like oh Hallmark didn't just make her a like vapid self-absorbed diva airhead pop star she like has they have they have this like heart to heart and Renee's like I'm so sorry that you your Christmas got so derailed just for my wedding and then she like the Jessica is like there and presents the flowers to her like as she's about to walk down the aisle and her parents are there and the flower had some like historical relevancy to her parents wedding I think Mm. and it's like a very sweet moment like they all are very touched it's very nice it it helps redeem her from us believing she's just an absolute monster for having her wedding on Christmas day (laughs) She apologized for it at least. She still did it, but yeah, yeah, she still did it. She's self-aware. Yeah. Um, I would like to propose that another um entry on our bingo cards be dancing to Christmas music. Mm. Like it makes sense in the framework of these movies, but like, have either of you ever danced to Christmas music? Like, I don't know if that's a thing that happens in real life yeah i dance as little as possible so sure jacqueline have you ever danced to christmas music i mean i haven't but i also haven't really attended any like end of the seasonal festival parties so i think that's usually where it seems to happen right it's like not an event that i seem to get invited to well major major bummer yeah um i'd also like to uh just go back to when so when Jessica's about to leave and she uh is talking to Matt and she's like you know if you're ever in New York look me up 
Um, and Nate pointed out and would like credit for this, that it was a missed opportunity to say, give me a jingle. <laughs> I'm just saying it would have elevated the movie. Too smart a joke an additional for this movie. Star. Too smart yeah, a joke. It's kind of highbrow. Isn't it? yeah. yeah, that is that is highbrow. Get, please give Nate credit for that. Yeah, well. Great job, Nate. <laughs> Speaking, speaking of Matt going back to it's New York or something, right? That that she's based in. Yeah. Um, Matt reveals somewhere in there that he finished his doctoral work, but basically didn't apply to graduate. What a weird detail to put in there. I I, I guess that's the implication. He's going to move to New York and teach. Yeah, he says in the last scene that he's like teaching next semester. But I mean, also, like, what is he teaching? Because his PhD is about jingle bell flowers. Matt's PhD work was about jingle bell flowers. Yes. His, Did he say that? I thought yeah, you were joking. The whole reason that he was staying in Alaska and the way he got, like, the means to go there was because his department funded his dissertation research, which was about jingle bell flowers. That is so then wild. And now he somewhat has, like, a sessional teaching position on, like, a seminar on advanced topics in holiday flowers. That's sure. the implication. Yeah. You know, maybe people are right to complain about academia. <laughs> if, I don't if think they're wrong. If that's the kind of thing they're funding, like NYU, come on. <laughs> the botany department's just throwing money around for... Yeah. A guy to spend years in Alaska studying these. Also, the botany department. <laughs> yeah, you know, NYU botany. <laughs> of course. NYUB. <laughs> yeah, NYUB. <laughs> I do think it's an interesting move. And I think, I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but I do think this has come up more than once this trope of like the man because it's always the man who's in the small town and the woman who arrives in the small town is the outsider right yeah. and like the man who, who's the heartthrob who like chooses to be a farmer be in the small town doing this sort of like trade lowbrow low valued work position but has this like secret other life that like elevates his like social or class status like matt the jingle bell farmer is like secretly has a phd right mm -hmm. and it's like this weird i mean i guess it's not weird if i think about it for any longer but it's like it, it's it's just like an interesting thinly veiled like is it not of, like, good enough for him to just be a farmer well, exactly. And it's like, it's, it's not right. It's like, they That's always the have to, ha they always have to have some like higher status marker of success. Well, it also gives them a chance to employ another trope, which is, um, I actually had completely different career aspirations, but my dad got sick. So I had to take over the farm and that shows what a good guy I am. And so yep. on. Yeah. It's like a moment for vulnerability. Yeah. And showing like how important family is to him, for example. 
but yeah it's uh it's it, yeah. it was a weird detail like I, with him like not applying to graduate that means he's been paying grad fees every year for no reason yeah. <laughs> like what a very very strange anyway and like american grad school fees can't they must be very high are you, are you kidding nyub that is that sh that place is not cheap <laughs> top caliber oh yeah um i just have to say that this movie despite the rampant heterosexuality which i could frankly always do without there are some amazingly romantic moments in this movie. The truck yeah. bed in the Northern Lights and the like Christmas music banjo band in a barn with the cute lighting. Mm -hmm. I, I, I wrote I that, that you must be happy about that scene. <laughs> I was, I was very happy about that scene. There you go. <laughs> um, those are literally all my last note is just in quotes Feliz Navidad because I think her and her sister yeah. when she shows up at her sister's for Christmas they don't say Merry Christmas they say Feliz Navidad yeah a little their Latinx family little and I was like oh that's nice Latinx yeah. community in there which is also pretty unusual in in Hallmark mm -hmm. yeah and then um, my last note is like the quote I guess wishes do come true implying that her bouquet of blessings was to smooch Matt. Oh, yeah. I good didn't catch. even make that connection. Because remember, he's like, what did you wish for? And she's like, it's a secret. And then turns out that her wish was for him. And I wrote barf. Because... <laughs> Like, it's cute, but I can't support it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I just, there's just too much heterosexuality in this film. It's, it's like kind of pushed down my throat. Like, it's, I just don't agree with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what they um, do. I was, um, yes, semi related. I was taking a walk with my date, Julie, today, and she was asking me about the podcast. And she's like, How do you feel like having watched so many of these movies? Like, is it like changing who you are? And I was like, wow, thank you so much for asking me that very pointed question. <laughs> I I don't feel this urge to like, like I don't feel especially Christmassy, like it snowed today. So that feels a little festive, but you know, I don't feel brainwashed by Christmas. I don't have this urge to like go online shopping and like buy gifts for people. I feel like heterosexuality is like, invading every corner of my brain and trying to make me think that if I return to the city I grew up in I am going to find true love and mm -hmm. somehow save a seasonal festival I never knew existed by taking over my family business mm -hmm. and the and... festival will be coordinated by Mark Lucas yeah <laughs> we can only hope uh, since we do have the usual wrap-up questions how could this movie have been more gay apart from in every other, in every way. I mean, I think that if Jessica had shown up to the Jingle Bell Flower Greenhouse mm -hmm. and it was like a hot butch greenhouse person. Oh, yes. Have you guys watched uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor? 
not all of it just the first episode so far yeah this this is like a golden opportunity for like a jamie character who's like the hot footch like gardener of the manor who like falls in love with the main character mm. Mm. Yeah, love that's it. true it's a missed opportunity this is, this is what i'm saying and like why couldn't the pilot have been a woman and like fallen for the mayor Like, I just feel like they went out of their way to make people heterosexual who didn't have to be. No. It's that really expands the possibilities for, like, fan fiction with crossovers of characters from different movies to enhance the gayness of the universe at large. Don't think we that's haven't exactly. thought that's of that. The, that's the dream. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> that, that's our next project. Um, is there any instance i didn't clock any instance in this movie where a triad or like a non-monogamous relationship style would have solved a problem there isn't really a love triangle in this movie is there it's all it's always just the two of them there's no Correct. boyfriend back home or anything like that it's no. just her career or him yeah and there's no triad to put that together apparently so he um, has to move to new york and resume his botany studies Te teach that class at yeah. NYUB. So Jacqueline, how did you feel about this movie? Would you recommend this movie to someone? No. Someone you like. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't recommend any of these movies to most people unless... <laughs> oh, you wound us. Well, unless they were like in this exclusive group of people who can appreciate the art form for what it is but most people are not going to sad people yeah gotcha like i would i would i think i would say <laughs> people in a pandemic who are just like i don't know the world's trash like give me some mindful like or mindless <laughs> i should say extremely mindless you're not mindful i'm not mindful fuck that deeply not some like mindless garbage to distract me from the reality that is this we're in a global pandemic you know what i could use more of straight people <laughs> the dumber jacqueline, the better jacqueline i do feel like you would recommend let it snow though yes i would yes yes we've done our episode about that already but jacqueline and i watched it together remotely um online and that is a genuinely very cute movie. Sweet movie. Yeah. Very Apart cute. from Tobin, who's a dumbass, but. Um, well, I would definitely not recommend this movie to anyone. And I do get asked about these movies quite a lot by people in my life who know that I am doing this podcast. Um, but no one asks me for recommendations, so I feel like people have a handle on what the scope of this podcast yeah. is really about. Yeah. Uh, I would recommend it if only to get a few more bucks into movies that involve non-white people. Sure. But other than that, it's really just the same. In fact, it's worse than a lot of the movies that we've seen. So. Okay. Do we have any closing thoughts about um, Jingle Bell Bride? Jacqueline, how was your first experience on podcast in a queer tree? Oh, it was uh, an absolute delight. <laughs> I'm delighted. You're so kind. Thank you, Jacqueline.
Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much for doing this. I think um, this is like basically just a recorded Zoom version of what I would do with Nicole anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Like it's in no way a hardship. This is just like a fun <laughs> Tuesday evening discussing a trash film. Love it. It's true especially since the pandemic and certainly since we uh, live many provinces apart now our friendship really relies on watching trash movies together that's a good way to stay connected yeah <laughs> i do use the, the bird app twitter.com um if you'd like to see my opinions which are mostly about medicine and not shitty films um jn vincent md um I'm, I'm a doctor i don't know if you, you know <laughs> jacqueline's been wearing a, a bunny hug the whole time we've been recording that just says medicine on it <laughs> we get it we get it you like medicine <laughs> well jacqueline thank you again this was a delight thank you yes thank you very much nicole how can people find you on the internet trick question they, they can't nice one scott nailed it <laughs> Please don't try and find me on the internet. It will be fruitless, frustrating, and ultimately a waste of your time. But Much like you this can... movie. <laughs> hey, hey. Oh. hey, oh. I'm walking here. <laughs> I feel like when you ask me where people can find me on the internet, I should just tell them to follow my Instagram and Twitter account, a podcast in a queer tree. That is sort of what I'm setting up on the T for you when I ask that, yes. Great. I'll just start doing that. You can find me on Twitter at a podcast in a queer tree. Nope. And <laughs> that's not the Twitter. Is that handle. not it? Because no. <laughs> Twitter handles can't be that long. It had to be something like pot at pod in a queer tree. Oh, that's why I couldn't find the Twitter account. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, go to, go to uh, podcastinaqueertree.com and that'll point you to all the various places, uh, including my own website, heyscottmarshall.com. That's it. See everyone tomorrow when we talk about yet another just incredibly bad Christmas movie. Thank you again, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. Bye, friends. You have been listening to Season 1, Episode 7 of A Podcast in a Queer Tree by Nicole Marcoux and Scott Marshall with special guest Jacqueline Vincent. Visit apodcastinaqueertree.com for this episode's links, plus our social media and a link to our Patreon. Don't forget to play bingo along with us if you're watching holiday movies. You can find the cards at hallmarkmoviebingo.com. Our theme music is by the semi-finalists of The Amazing Race 2021. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll join us again tomorrow. But whatever you do, we love you. Happy holidays.